Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The King of glory, the King of glory, we worship you. We worship you today, God. We worship you. We live and move and have our being in you. It's in you. We worship you today. We worship you. We thank you for healing our bodies. We thank you for healing our soul, God. We thank you for restoring us back to you. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. We worship you today. We worship you today, God. Hallelujah. no one like you, Lord. We worship you. faithful to the very end, faithful, faithful and true, faithful and true, faithful to your word. You watch over your word to perform it, God. No other God. There is no other true and living God but Yahweh. (laughs) You are the true, the one true and living God, and we worship you today. We serve you today, God. Thank you for coming in to this place today with your glory because it's in your glory that we are changed. It's in his glory that I'm changed. I can't try I can't change myself. I can't do anything on my own. It's in his glory that I'm changed. So when I come into his glory, I just have to believe that he's changing me. That he's working in this old heart. That he's circumcising this old heart. That this old stony heart that seems hard is being made flesh in His glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Last Sunday we talked and there's a word that kept coming up in in the message and it was covenant. And I know that I'm in covenant with the Lord. I'm in covenant with him. You're in covenant with him. But that word kept coming up all week long. And so it's like, okay, (laughs) okay, Lord. (laughs) Okay, we're in covenant and we're going to talk about covenant and what covenant is. Because I believe that we need an understanding of what it is that I am in with the King of Kings. 
and the Lord of Lords because so often we, we feel like things are on me. You know, it's on me. I do this or I don't do this or I'm so this or I'm so that. And I know we struggle with things, but, but, but covenant, when we, we're walking in a blood covenant, and that's different, okay? That's different. Whew. The first thing I want to start with, though, is um, Thursday in prayer. Thursday in prayer. Let me get my word. Thursday in prayer. You know, we're changing the, the prayer. We're changing the way that we pray. And we come in now, and, and we're, we're, um, there's no longer just a leader that, that, that comes in and, and, and connects with God and, and, and ushers everyone into the presence of God. And, you know, we don't do that. Now we come in and, and we open the prayer and we put some music on and it's up to each one of us individually to connect with our God. And when, whenever I connect with him, he's going to give me something. And so then we get up and we pray the prayer or we read the word or we sing the song or whatever it is that the Lord gives us, then that's what we do. And in this, the, the prayer was great. I mean, the, the Lord kept telling us, you know, to seek him, to, to go after me. Don't look at your circumstances. Go after me. Just set your face toward me like a flint and go after me. Seek me first. Seek me first. And I am your provision. I am. And so at the very end of it, Elder Dana felt impressed by God to, to read this word, and it's in Haggai 2. Starts in verse 3. Because I've been praying for freedom. I've been praying for us, you know, praying for this body. And it says, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes as nothing in comparison? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak. The high priest, be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Work, do the work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant, according to the covenant, according to the covenant. This is a word that God spoke to me. He spoke this to me in prayer Thursday through Elder Dana. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. Did he bring me out of Egypt? Did he bring y'all out of Egypt? Did he bring you out? Yes, he has. He has brought us out. Egypt is a picture of me without him. Mm, that'll preach by itself. Whew. When I brought, he said, he said, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and they will come with the wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house with glory. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory. Hey. And he says, and in this place I will give peace. 
says the Lord of hosts. Is that a good word? Oh, my goodness, y'all. I ain't never had a breakthrough like that breakthrough. I ain't never. And this morning, what he, what he impressed upon me, because I kept, I told Apostle, I said, I can't explain how that, how that breakthrough came. I can't explain it. And this morning, I was, I was just, you know, meditating on this word, and, and God spoke, and he said it was like the dam broke forth. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. Like the dam broke forth when that word comes. It was like, whew, hallelujah. God about to do something. God is about to do something. Hallelujah. So don't lose hope. Don't lose hope and don't quit working. He says you will reap if you faint not. So don't stop. Don't stop now. Keep on praying. Keep on calling folks. Keep on going, trying to go get them. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on studying. Keep on preparing. Keep on serving God. He said, keep on working, y'all. Keep on working because I'm with you. Fear not. The glory. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord. So y'all just hang on. Get ready. Hold on to him. And put this prayer in your mouth. Thank you, Lord, that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. Hallelujah. That his glory will fill this house. And he will put peace in our house. And it is because of the covenant. That's what it is. It ain't got nothing to do with me and how great I am or how great you are. That, it don't have nothing to do with that. It is because of the covenant. So we're going to talk about covenant a little bit today, okay? Do y'all understand? I don't think that we do as, an, as a whole. We don't really get covenant because we kind of liken it to a contract. But contracts are drawn up out of distrust. We have to draw. I have, you know, the bank has to draw up a contract with me to ensure that I pay for what, you know, I pay the money back that they're giving me because they don't trust me. Good reason. You know, but that's what contracts are for. Contracts are so, um, you know, I'm going to have to ensure that you do what you say you're going to do, and then I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do, and that's a contract. It is created out of distrust. Covenant's not like that. And a covenant is of old. From the very beginning, God made covenant with man. Covenant is out of love. And out of complete trust. Because when you make covenant with someone, you are putting them on. They are putting you on. And you get everything they got and they get everything you got. So I'm not going to do that with someone I don't trust. Right? That's why marriage is a covenant. And we shouldn't enter into those things lightly. Because it's a covenant. The word is Berith, something like that, berith, the Hebrew word, and it means to cut and bind. That's what it means, to cut. Amen? Now, in Genesis, we see covenants from the beginning, okay? He made covenant with um, Adam and Eve. The very first covenant, actually, was man and woman was Adam and Eve when he cut Adam and he took that rib out and he made Eve. That's a covenant right there. 
And me and you do have a rib that's walking around outside. You got one. You need to seek God over that rib. Okay? Women, stop looking for everybody. Everybody ain't your rib. You are not their rib. God has someone. Amen. Okay, that was free. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this Bible, you know, it says Old Testament and New Testament. It could say First Covenant and Second Covenant. That's what it should say, I think. Because testament is just another word. It's, a, it's the Greek form, you know, the word covenant. And some things just lose a lot of meaning in translation, you know. So, we're talking about a blood covenant. Now, there are conditional covenants and there are unconditional covenants. An unconditional covenant is uh, like with Noah. God made a covenant with Noah that he would never again destroy the earth with the flood, ever. He put a rainbow in the sky. That's an unconditional covenant. Nothing we do phases that, okay? And then there's conditional covenants. I'm going to do this if you do this. And I'm going to do this if you do that. Those are conditional covenants, okay? Whew. Genesis 12, I've got a whole lot of scriptures, but I'm not going to read them all because we'd be here till tomorrow sometime, okay? And I just want to kind of lay a foundation for just a minute. So y'all just bear with me. I'll be a teacher. <laughs> Sometimes teachers give you a lot of information, and you're like, <sighs> but we got to have a foundation if we're going to understand what we're actually involved in, Okay? A covenant. Okay, in Genesis 12, God starts establishing a covenant with Abram. Okay? I got to get some water. I'm dry. That's why we do the CD. Yes, get the CD. Get the CD so that we can get an understanding of this. Um, listen to uh, Morris, Morris Cirillo always says, put your pens down, put them papers underneath that seat, let your spirit grab a hold of this. <laughs> and then Miles Monroe says, take notes. <laughs> so we say by the CD. Amen. Because you know we don't. Sometimes we don't get things until it it's repeated over and over. You know, and and I never get everything out of the first time I hear something, no matter what it is. I never get it all. And so we we want to put that word in us over and over and study it out. And there is one scripture I would like to read, y'all this morning and it is acts 17 acts chapter 17 before we even get started on this and verse 11 it says these were more noble than those in thessalonica for they received all the word with all eagerness daily examining the scriptures to find out if these things were so. So I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures, and I want you to look at the scripture yourself. You need, to, you need to study it out. We need to start studying the Word of God because it really is my heart that we, as children of God, know who we are, know whose we are, and fall in love with this Word because it is 
fascinating. When we really get in there and start studying the Word of God, it's fascinating what He's put in here. It really is. Okay. So y'all search out the scriptures, okay? Genesis 12, God establishes a covenant with Abram. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. And then in Genesis 13, he says, I'm going to give you all this land. Okay? In Genesis 15, he says, you're not going to be able to number your descendants. He's, he's establishing covenant with him. He's telling him what he's going to do. Okay, in verse 8 um, of 15, Abram says, but how am I going to know this? How, how am I going to know this? And God tells him to go get some animals. Let's, let's just look at that. Let's read that one. Genesis 15. Mm, thank you, Lord. In verse 8, he says, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? In verse 9, it says, And so he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought all of these things to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other, and, but he didn't cut the birds in two. And so Abram is fighting the vultures off. You know, he's fighting the vultures off. And now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs and will serve them. So he's telling them what's fixing to happen to the descendants of Abraham. And he don't have no kids. <laughs> okay? So he's telling them what, what's going to happen. What's going to happen? And he takes those animals in just a little bit, and that deep sleep falls upon him, and he starts, he says he sees, a, he sees a smoking thing, and it's walking in between those dead animals. God is out there, and he's walking. He's taking a blood covenant. He's getting blood on him, and he's walking through those animals. That's him. That's him showing him that I'm making a, a blood covenant with you, okay? Y'all just hang on in there. Hang on in there. Now, in chapter 16, they start trying to help God, you know, because God doesn't understand that they're in their 90s. Who can have a baby in their 90s? God don't understand this. So they try to help him. And when we put our hand to what God says, we mess up the entire thing. We need to let God do what God says he's going to do, okay? We got to let him do it. And all I'm supposed to do is just walk in obedience. I'm supposed to walk in obedience with him. So in Genesis 17, he gives him the sign of the covenant. The guy cut these animals and he walked all between them, you know. But he gives Abram the sign of the covenant. Verse 10. He says, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. That's us. That's, that's all of us, okay? Where'd it go? Every male child among you shall be circumcised. So that was the sign of the covenant, circumcision. 
And he went about right then circumcising everybody that was with him, every male that was with him, he circumcised them. And if you were not circumcised, you were not in covenant. You were not, there was only one group of people that was in covenant with him. And that was this people right here. And y'all know what happened with the children of Israel. They ended up, everybody was afraid of them. Everybody was like, oh my God, here comes the children of Israel. They were shaking, you know, because God was in covenant with them. And when God is in covenant with you, he's the one that's backing you. And so this little bitty nation, they wasn't a whole bunch of folks. This little bitty nation was wreaking havoc on the world. They was killing everybody. They were killing y'all giants. For real giants. That's not just a word in the Bible. For real giants. Like 35, 40 feet tall men. Excuse me? <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> That's why the children of Israel said we're grasshoppers in their sight and in ours. Can you imagine this tall? <laughs> okay? But they knew that God was with them. God was. He made covenant with them. Covenant is an agreement. There's agreement in a covenant. There's reward in a covenant. There was punishment set up for the covenant. Okay? But we are in covenant with him. Now, the sign of the covenant was circumcision. And you can go over here to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. I didn't mark nothing. Chapter 30, verse 6. He says, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. Okay? Because we go on into Scripture and it, and it starts showing you that the circumcision of the flesh, that don't, that don't touch your heart. That don't mean nothing. You can, have, you can be circumcised in the flesh and be wrong. But when God circumcises your heart, when God cuts your heart, everything else changes. Everything changes. The sign of the covenant is circumcision. Okay? In uh, Romans 2, let's look at that, 2.29. See, we've got to see New Testament too. Old and new. Romans 2. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men but from God. So we, we, we allow him to circumcise our heart, okay? And everything lines up. It lines up then. If I am having problems with sin, if I am having problems obeying God, if I'm having problems doing what he's called me to do and just trying to be right, I need my heart circumcised. I need to come into covenant with him, and I need my heart circumcised. I need to lay on these altars and let God do a work in my heart, in my heart, because everything changes then. Everything will change then and only then. 
I'm going to struggle from now on. Amen. I'm going to struggle from now on. Okay, one thing we've got to understand that covenant is, is generational. It's generational. He just said that for you and your descendants, for you and your descendants, and um, God made covenant with David. He made a covenant with David. And in this covenant, he told him that his throne would be established forever. God made that covenant with him. We can see that in 2 Samuel 7. And in 1 Kings 9, he says, I will establish your throne, the throne of your kingdom forever. Okay? In Psalms 89.4, he says, your seed will be established and build your throne forever. Okay, so, so a, a, oh my word. a covenant is a generational thing. All right? Y'all with me? Perry Stone says y'all tracking. Okay, so he, we, we see that he established that covenant with David forever. His throne forever. Now let's go look at 2 Kings 8. Second Kings chapter eight, verse nineteen. Well, this right here is Jehoram. He's the son of Jehoshaphat, and he's married to Ahab's daughter. And they did evil, evil in the sight of the Lord. But verse nineteen says, Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for the sake of his servant. David because of the covenant that he had with David he would not destroy Judah because of what this one was doing it was because of the covenant of David y'all see and this was like what 70 years or so after David after he was gone um then hmm, let's look at second kings 20 we just lay in that foundation now that, that this covenant is generational. That means I'm in covenant with God. He's watching my kids. He's watching over my grandkids. I'm in covenant with God. He's watching over my stuff, okay? He did it for David. He's not a respecter of persons. He said, what I do for one, I will do for another. And we have a new covenant. We have a better covenant. In that covenant back there, sometimes if you didn't, if you didn't do just right, you might get killed. He might stone you. Okay. Thank God he don't do that now. But in 2 Kings 20, we're going to look at verse 1 through 6. And in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall, and he prayed to the Lord, saying, Okay, this is Barbara. God is a negotiator. This is right here. God is a negotiator. He just said... You better get your house in order because you're fitting to die. But he, we can turn our face toward the wall. We can come to God and say, but God, 
Lord, have mercy on me because his mercy is new every single morning. His mercy is new. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm so glad his mercy is new because he ain't striking me down for the things I did the other day. Hallelujah. His mercy is new every day, every morning. Okay, he says, then in verse 2 it says, Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Now he's telling God, I've been good. God, you need to look at me. I've been good. <laughs> I've been good. That's what he's doing. Lord, I have walked up rightly before thee. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Covenant is generational. Covenant is generational because David had a heart after God. And because David kept his covenant, I know what he did. I know what he did. And he should have been stoned for what he did, but he wasn't. And he walked in covenant with God. And because of it, God said, I'm not going to destroy this and I'm not going to kill you because of my servant David. He walks in covenant with me. Mm. Hey, we walk in covenant, covenant with him. David was a little bitty guy when he come up when he come up to um, Goliath. He was a little guy. You know, Goliath was one of them giants, one of them show enough giants. Okay, and uh, David, he was probably what 12, <laughs> 13, 14? I don't know. He was young, and he was he was just doing his father's business. He was taking some meat and stuff, some cheese. He's taking some stuff to his brothers who were in the army of Israel. And um, he was going to feed them. And when he gets there, he sees the entire army of the Lord hiding, cowering down, scared to death because of a giant. The word says for 40 days, morning and night, this giant presented himself to the army of Israel. So for 40 days, the entire army was cowering behind rocks, going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And this little 14-year-old boy who understood covenant, he understood covenant, comes walking up with some cheese and some meat. I don't know what he had. But, you know, he's coming to feed them, and he's like, what's, what's going on? Why y'all, what's going on? Yeah. Don't y'all know? That we are in covenant with God. Let's go look at 1 Samuel. See, we just need to read it. 1 Samuel 17. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. I don't really know which one I want to start with. 1 Samuel 17. 
he comes up to them. And they're saying, have you seen this man who has come up? This is in verse 25. He has come to defy Israel. And then David in verse 26, he speaks. And he says, who, um, he says, what shall be done for this man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know what he was saying? God, he ain't in covenant. He ain't in covenant. That Philistine, it doesn't matter if he was 256 feet tall. It don't matter how big he is. Can I tell you that it don't matter how big your giant is? It don't matter. I have, I have had some giants in my land that scared me because I'm thinking I ain't never going to get free from this thing. It don't matter how big your giant is. You walk in covenant with God Almighty. And he's saying, he's saying, God, <laughs> this dude ain't in covenant with you, but I am. I'm in covenant with you, Lord. Lord. Let's go look at verse 34. Woo! David goes to Saul then. And, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his, well, let me just back up a minute. Saul's saying, you a little bitty boy, what you going to do? What you going to do? I mean, he was, a, he was a kid. He was 13 or 14 years old. I ain't letting my 13 or 14-year-old boy come against no giant unless I know I'm in covenant, okay? All right, verse 34 says, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after him, and I struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard, and I struck it and killed it. Hey, your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised, not-in-covenant giant will be like one of them. See, and he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go on. <laughs> the Lord be with you. What? <laughs> Saul's a grown man. He don't have a clue. He don't have a clue. But David is a little boy, and he understood that he was in covenant with God Almighty. The creator of everything had his back. Hmm. Well, y'all know the story. Y'all know what happened. You know what happened, but you know, hey. He went, and um, David tried to put his armor on him, and he's like, no, nah, I, can't, I can't do this, so he... Had to take that off, and he had to go in the name of the Lord. That's all he needed was the name of the Lord. And this Philistine, in, in verse 41, he came, and he began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was only a youth. He was ruddy and good-looking. And the Philistine said, David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? 41, 
And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to him, to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel who you defy. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. Hey, hallelujah. This day I will give your carcass to the birds of the air and the wild beast of the earth. All that, but all that the earth may know is that there is a God in Israel. <laughs> Y'all picture it. And we get scared of little old nothing. Come on, hi. Hallelujah. So, 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 David ran to that giant. Ran to him. Doing this. Ja. <laughs> This right here is covenant. It's covenant. The enemy is breathing down my neck. He's breathing down my neck. But if I know who I am and I know whose I am, I can take a little bitty stone and I can run toward him and the God of Israel backs me up. He backs me up. He backs me up. This is a new, we have a new covenant. A new covenant. See, that was a great covenant. Oh, my goodness. I could stand before a giant, and God would deliver him into my hand. Woo. <laughs> and this one that we got now is even better because I can speak. That's all I got to do. Hey, <laughs> that's all I got to do. Speak to that giant. Speak to him in the name that is above every name. In the name that I am in covenant with. In the name of Jesus Christ. You have to fall. You have to fall. Woo! Hey. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We got to get a revelation of what we walk in. We need a revelation, y'all, of what we walk in. Hey, <laughs> I'm walking in covenant with the creator of everything. That right there makes me want to fall down on the floor and start bellowing like I don't know what. Because I am in covenant with the creator. Hey! The creator of everything loves me. I'm the apple of his eye. He delights in me. Hey! Because of what his son did. Not because I'm so wonderful. Because of what his son did. Because his son became that sacrifice for me. His son <laughs> was cut. Hey! <laughs> his son was cut for me. I walk in a new covenant. He made that covenant with me because he loves me and he trusts me. As wicked as I am, he loves me and he trusts me. <laughs> Woo! 
I'm excited about it. I don't know about y'all. Y'all don't act like y'all as excited as I am. Because I know that the Lord of hosts is with me. The Lord of hosts is with me. And because of this covenant, I have healing. There was healing provided for in the old covenant. Read it in Deuteronomy 28. If you do this, I'll keep these diseases from you. If you do this, I'm going to bless you coming in and I'm going to bless you going out. You're going to have so much stuff. People are going to come to you and you're going to lend and you're not going to have to borrow. Come on. In the old covenant, the first covenant, my provision was taken care of. The gold is mine and the silver is mine and I give it to you. Healing was taken care of. Protection was taken care of. Hallelujah. So now we have a new one. We have a new covenant. And it's even better than the old one. Healing is taken care of. Healing is mine because of the covenant that I walk in. So I need to start changing the way I pray. I don't want to pray no more. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Y'all know you do that because I do it. Oh, God. You got to do something. <laughs> you got to do something, God. This is driving me crazy, God. You got to. Come on. I'm speaking truth. That's how I pray. We can't talk about something we don't do, right? Because if I did, I'd be self righteous. And God delivered me, He delivered me from self righteous. I grew up in the church. I knew the Word of God. I feel, sometimes I feel like Paul. I'm a Pharisee among Pharisees. I did. I grew up in the church. My grandparents took me before my mom and dad got saved. Daddy was a pastor when I was in the first grade. Okay, y'all, I've been in church my entire life. And it wasn't always great. Bound. Sliding off the pew into hell. Come on. God had to get a hold of me. He had to get a hold of me. And he told this woman, <laughs> this woman that I love and I can't wait to see her again. She's in heaven. I can't wait to see her again. She said, Barbsy, you need to forget everything you think you know. Everything you think you know. Oh, I got a little mad. Like, you don't know what I know. <laughs> Because I was self-righteous. Okay? I've been in religion my entire life. So I was a little self-righteous. Y'all know that's as big a devil as homosexuality? Come on. That's as big a devil as alcoholism and drug abuse. It's as big a devil as whoredom. They all devils is the point. Ain't nobody's any better or any worse than anyone else's. But the thing is, God can deliver. He can deliver. He wants to deliver. He's here to deliver. Hey, he's here to deliver. Highlight, because I walk in covenant. I am in a blood covenant with his son. <laughs> I'm in a covenant with his son. When I took that covenant, I got his name. I got his weapon. I got his clothes. <laughs> and you know what he got? My weakness. That's what he got. <laughs> and he was happy about it. <laughs> he was happy to take them. 
He's like, oh, yeah. Now I got me somebody that's going to be clothed in me. Hmm. Hey. Hey. Going to be clothed in me. I got me somebody now that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna say what I say and do what I do. Because we're in covenant. And I'm going to back them. Y'all, we went to home group Wednesday night. And Tim Carraway said, and I told him I was going to take it. I told him I was going to steal it. <laughs> but he said, he said, you know, if you just step out believing it's God, he's going to back you up. He said, you can look at Moses. God told Moses to touch the rock. Moses struck the rock. And God still brought forth water. Still did it. You know why? Take a guess. He was in covenant. <laughs> he was in covenant with him. So he went ahead and he did what he said he's going to do. Now Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, but that's because he disobeyed. But God still backed him up. God still did. He still brought forth water out of that rock, and it was because of covenant. <gasps> Jesus. I don't know, y'all. My notes has done got all, all mixed up. Mm. Hallelujah. We walk in a blood covenant. And there ain't nothing, there ain't no devil, there ain't no person, there ain't no nothing that can separate me. <laughs> ain't nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from God. He said you are tattooed on the palm of his hand. Hey, <laughs> ain't nothing can take us away. Nothing. We are in covenant with God. And, and the thing about our covenant, the thing about this new covenant, is if I fall, you know what I got to do? You know what I got to do? Come on, I just got to get on right back up. Because the, the scripture says that the righteous fall seven times. But they get back up. And all I got to do is say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, God. I messed up again. I did it again, God. Help me, Lord. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Because I belong to you. I'm in covenant with you. And he says he is faithful and just to forgive. Hey. Because he's in covenant with us. Covenant is a strong thing. I mean, 300 and something years after David, God was saying, I'm not going to destroy Judah because of David. <laughs> so 75 years from now, if we still here, God's going to say, I see them grandbabies, uh, Pastor Babs, I see them. And hey, my hand is on them. My hand is on them. <laughs> because she walked in covenant with me. She walked in covenant with me, and therefore her children and her grandchildren will walk in covenant with the Lord. My children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, if God tarries, and I don't think he is, I hope he ain't. But if he does, my great-grandchildren will walk in the covenant of the Lord. Because <laughs> I done found out this thing. <laughs> I ain't going to let this thing go. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Everything is changing. Because I walk in covenant. Healing is mine. It's the children's bread. Provision is mine. 
<laughs> Protection is mine. It's mine. And it's my children's and my children's children. The word says that a, that a good man leaves an inheritance for his kids' kids. And this is the inheritance. <laughs> Woo! What better inheritance to know that we walk in covenant with God Almighty. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. Oh. oh, put up there on that screen Psalms 25, 14. I'm going to end with this. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Psalms 25. What did I say? 14. Woo! I worked hard today, y'all. I went way past Psalms 25. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bring them tithes and them offerings. Yes, Lord. Because we in covenant with him. Y'all know that's part of the covenant. That's part of it. He said, if you do this, I'm going to open them windows up. I'm going to open them windows up, and I'm going to pour you out a blessing. A blessing that you don't have room enough to contain. I ain't got one of them yet. I ain't got one of them yet. So I'm still pulling on God for it. Hallelujah. Psalms 25 verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. <laughs> If your heart is circumcised, you walk in the fear of the Lord. So if I don't walk in the fear of the Lord, what do I need? I need my heart circumcised. I need to lay on these altars and cry out to a holy God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Circumcise my heart, God. I want to walk in the fear of the Lord because I want to know the secrets of his covenant. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36 says, oh, let's just look at it. I, I, I thought I was going to quit with that one, but I, maybe I'll quit with this one. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 36. We know this scripture, but I want, I want to look at something. Where is it at? 26. 36, 26. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Y'all look, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my statutes and do them. Where'd that go? 30. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave your father's. You shall be my people and I shall be your God. Y'all, that's the vision of Freedom Ministries, that we possess our land. He said, if you will let me put a heart of flesh in you, let me take out that stony heart. I will. All I got to do is let him do it. I will. Whew. He said, then I Shall dwell, then you will dwell in the land and I give to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleannesses. Hey, I will deliver you. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. That is provision. He said, I'm going to call for the grain and I'm going to multiply it. I am. I don't have to work this thing. 
I don't have to work this thing, and I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of the famine among the nations. How? My, 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 my. What the world have we got ourselves into? <laughs> covenant! Covenant, 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 covenant. And I come to the Lord on behalf of the covenant. The word that he spoke to me over Freedom Ministries because of the covenant that I have with you. <laughs> Y'all want to read it again? Let's read it again. Let's read it again. Oh, let's read it again. Haggai 2. Woo! Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Where'd that go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There it is. 2. Starting in verse 3. It says, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes as nothing in comparison? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people in the... Whew, getting a little drunk. All you people in the land, says the Lord. Work. Do the work. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of sin. <laughs> Whoa! So my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and they will come with the wealth of all nations. And I will fill this house with the glory. <sighs> says the Lord of hosts. Hey, silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Covenant, covenant, because we walk in covenant, God is fixing to do something in this place that we have never seen before. We have never experienced before. He said the former, <laughs> the glory. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. That, that was mic drop. Thank you, Lord. I won't drop the mic because it costs some money. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for walking in covenant with us. <laughs> Thank you for opening up covenant, God. What covenant really is, God, that we are clothed with you. So when the enemy sees me coming, he thinks it's God. He thinks it's Jesus. That's the way it's supposed to be. If I'm walking in covenant with him, every need I have, he takes care of. Not just me, but my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' kids' kids and on and on. Because he says his goodness goes through the a thousand generations. Hey, that's pretty good. Thank you, Lord. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this covenant, God. Thank you that you are a covenant God. 
Thank you that you walk in covenant with us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you shed your blood, that you became that sacrifice for us, that we could walk in this new covenant, God. And in this new covenant, I can come to you any time, any time. I have open access to you. Hallelujah. I have open access to you, God, and I can come into your presence any time, Lord. I just submit and surrender myself to you, surrender myself to the cutting of my heart. I surrender myself to the cutting of my heart, God. Circumcise my heart, God. Circumcise my heart, God, that I can walk in covenant with you completely, totally surrendered, walking in the fear of the Lord. Circumcise my heart. If you need your heart circumcised, come to the altar. Come to the altar. Come before the Lord today. Circumcise my heart, God. I can't do that for you. No one can do that for you. That is a personal thing between you and the Almighty God. Circumcise my heart, Lord. Circumcise my heart, God. I open myself up for you. And I ask you to cut my heart. Take out that heart of stone and put in a flesh heart, God, one that is soft and pliable, one that will answer you, God, one that won't talk back to you, God, one that will walk in the fear of the Lord because I want to know your secrets, God. I want to know your secrets, Lord. I want to know your secrets. Thank you, Lord. Come and circumcise our hearts, God circumcise our hearts God. Hi, we hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.